You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Welcome into Loho Daily. I'm Lawrence Holmes, a.k.a. Loho. I had just finished my show on Thursday afternoon, and I was getting ready to post some stuff to the podcast. And I was you know, tw- checking Twitter before I walked out of the office. And Jeff Agress, who covers media for the Chicago Sun-Times, put up a story and I was like, oh, that's interesting because, you know, I, I work as an educator at DePaul and I teach media. So when there are people who are covering what's going on, I like to pay attention to what they're doing. Here's the headline from the piece that he read. And that's why we're, we're talking today. Cubs might be served a cold dish in carriage talks. And then the sub headline is dish networks threat to keep the 21 Fox regional sports networks out of its lineups doesn't bode well for marquee. So what what does that mean? It means that there could be a negotiation and possibly a standoff between marquee, which is the network that the the Cubs are getting ready to launch next year at the start of spring training. They're going to carry all of their games, at least the ones that aren't on nationally, you know, the games on Fox or ESPN. They're going to carry all of their games over there. So it's like a 150-game schedule that they have. So as it stands, they're, and Marquee will want to be on all of the different platforms. They'll want to be on Dish Network. They will want to be on DirecTV. They'll want to be on Comcast. They'll want to be on RCN. So all of the places where you might, or Hulu and Sling, but I forget what the the language is when it comes to their relationship with streaming and MLB. So forgive me on that. But they're going to want to be everywhere so that Cubs fans can access them. They also want to make a profit, which is their their right. I mean, it's their product, and they're selling their product, and there's a market for their product. Uh, a couple of things, a couple of uh, disclaimers I have to put into this podcast. One, I actually sometimes work for Stadium, which is a, a partner with Sinclair, and Sinclair is the group that's running Marquee. Two, clearly I work over at NBC Sports Chicago, and they are part of the Comcast family. See how confusing this is? Three, I do a radio show on the Cubs radio network. So there are are three different things there that I feel that it is pertinent and correct for me to disclose to you as you listen to this podcast. And you can figure out how you feel about my interpretation of the events. You should be able to decide for yourself if you think I'm playing it down the middle or whatever, but I at least wanted you to walk into this episode with me telling you that I see those conflicts of interest as I am trying to talk about this story with you. So there, I, I, I acknowledge that. I acknowledge that there are clearly conflicts of interest. That being said, I wanted to bring Jeff on because I read his piece and I think that it's really interesting. And I know that there are a lot of Cub fans that 
are sitting there trying to figure out what viewing is going to be like for them once Marquee launches and they get the games underway. Now, my personal opinion, I think things are going to be fine. I think eventually there will be equilibrium that is found between the Cubs and their carriers. They'll figure it out. They'll figure out a good price point for everyone. And the the bigger question is how many Cubs fans, in my opinion, how many Cubs fans are ready for what the new reality is going to be. So to get you up to speed on this, I, I like texted Jeff and I was like, hey, do you have a minute to talk with me about this? Because I think it's a really interesting subject. And he was like, yeah, well, when are you thinking? I was like, right damn now. Like right now. I'm in the studio right now. We can we can do it and make it sound good. So this is our conversation. It should answer a lot of your questions, but I would also point to to uh, Jeff's piece in the Sun Times, where he's got some quotes from some of the people that are in charge of Dish. And just to give you an an idea of what their argument is, here's one of the quotes: "It doesn't look good that the regional sports will ever be on Dish again. The frustrating thing is that." They are not very good economic deals for us. We have a we have real data that tells us that the channels are overpriced and Fox had a lot of leverage to get people to overpay when they owned them. Close quote. This from Dish Senior Vice President of Programming, Andy LaCourier, I think I'm saying that right, who said this, the regional sports TV business model is broken It relies on the majority of customers subsidizing the slim minority who actually watch these channels. RSN should be like a ticket to the ballpark. Fans who want to watch the game should be the ones who pay for it. Close quote. Okay? So that's part of the piece. You should read the whole piece. But that lets you know kind of where the battle lines are drawn in this. So this is me and Jeff talking about where things stand right now between Dish Network and Sinclair and their RSNs and what effect that could have on your ability to view Marquee. I thank Jeff for being very gracious with his time, and I think I find him to be a really uh, credible person to talk to on this subject since this is his beat. So here's our conversation, and guess what? At the beginning of it, he explains why this is so important to him. I I can say from personal experience, I'm a Dish customer, so I am – concerned about this as any Cubs fan who is a Dish customer should be. Um, The issue between Dish and what were the Fox networks, who will now become Sinclair networks, probably before the end of the year, is there in a carriage dispute over the cost of carrying these networks. There's 21 of them. Uh, They all have a baseball team to go with them. And they're not on the air right now on Dish Network across the country, uh, and obviously in their own neighborhood. If you're in St. Louis, you're not getting a Cardinals game on Dish Network on Fox Sports Midwest. If you're in Milwaukee, you're not getting a Brewers game on Fox Sports Wisconsin. And these teams, it's not like um, in Chicago, or at least you can get games on WGN, Channel 7. Most of their games are on these Fox affiliates. And for them to be blacked out is is ludicrous to them, as it should be. But Dish's argument is the programming has become so expensive, as you've seen the rates of not just the channels themselves, but of the cost to carry the games on NBA on ESPN, the NFL on any network you want to name, it's expensive. And to Dish, they don't feel the value, the ratings are there to have them on their on their air. And they're off right now. And my fear is that 
Marquee will come to Dish and say, this is the number we wanted you to pay to carry our games. And Dish will say, well, we're not carrying these 21 other regional networks. Why should we carry yours? And I think it's possible that when the time comes in February for Marquee to launch, that Dish won't carry it. Will it carry it in the end? It might. Remember, the Big Ten Network had a whole bunch of problems when it first launched, with Comcast not carrying it for the first year, and it eventually um, acquiesced. But at the outset, at least, this could be a real problem. It's been interesting to watch over the last couple of years, like the valuations of sports properties when it comes to broadcasting. And I do wonder if some of the the big-time contracts are so bloated that if you're doing a cost-benefit analysis of this, whether it is worth it for, for Dish to acquiesce to a price that they feel is too much. Yeah, and that's that's a real, you know, you hate to um, sort of agree with the people who are keeping your games off your television set, but they make a point um, when they say that the people who want to watch these games are the ones who should be paying for it. I understand that. That's not the greatest argument. The argument is, on their end, I think that's better is when you think of everybody who's paying for DISH or for DirecTV or for Comcast, they're paying to have NBC Sports Chicago, Marquee, whatever other regional sports service you come up with. They're paying, they're paying the freight to have that channel, even though they're not going to watch it. Now, that's a pro- it's a valid argument, but you can say that about how many channels. You know, I'm, not, I'm paying to have the Food Network. I don't watch the Food Network, but it's a very small price to have that channel. So you're not going to make us think about it. But when ESPN charges $8 or mm-hmm. the Yes Network in New York charges $6 or Marquee, which reportedly going to charge $4 a month per customer, then it gets a little pricey. So I understand their their argument. It's just it's difficult as a sports fan. I want the channel. So I will pay for that extra money. But there's a majority of people, according to Dish, who don't want the channel. And they're going to be the ones paying the freight. It, it always made me laugh whenever people would get upset with ESPN and they would say, you know, I'm not going to watch ESPN. And I would say, well, have you canceled your your cable? Because if you haven't, <laughs> you're still paying $8 a month to not watch ESPN. Exactly. Exactly. Um you know, and you can find this information out. Uh, I, I believe Comcast, on their bills, itemizes what the costs are. So it's not really a secret, and there are reports as to what um, each sports channel costs, and they are the most expensive out there. I mean, you, I was surprised from that, that, that Fox Sports Detroit, Detroit was one of the highest-priced sports channels in the country. Um, and when you compare it to other topics, as we talked about, like Food Network and such, A&E, it's not even close. So, you know, people don't make us think about subsidizing those smaller channels. It's the big ones that they don't want. And according to Dish, most of their customers aren't the, aren't the sports viewing customers. So now you have this dynamic. You have DirecTV versus Dish, perhaps. DirecTV has always been the sports satellite provider to go to. They always had NFL Sunday tickets. They promote their sports bigger than Dish Network does. So now... Are they going to allow this to continue where they will lose customers to direct TV or other providers? Dish might be willing to do that just because they think the prices are so outrageous for sports. Yeah, and I know that there was a there was an issue with was it BN Sports too that had the, yeah. the issue where they weren't getting carried 
as well. I if if what you're hearing about the price point for Marquee is about four dollars, a little under what I thought it would be. I thought it would be yeah. a little closer to five, maybe five fifty a month. And I I think that that there's a lot of Cubs fans that are going to be willing to pay for it. I wonder if the the dish fans like yourself are not only going to be willing to pay for it, but also to get after Dish to get Marquee on on the network. Well, that's that's the that's the great point, Lawrence. Is that you know, in the end, everybody has a carriage dispute. Pick your network, pick your sports network. There has been a carriage dispute in its past, but what tends to turn the tide is customer dissatisfaction. If they're going to make enough of a stink about this, then. Things might change. Now look at the Dodgers. I was just going to ask you about the Dodgers because because it's 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 like the best comp to what the Cubs are trying to do. Right, they're the they're the last team to start their own network, and it's largely been a failure. Uh, you know, it was a twenty five year eight point three billion dollar deal with Time Warner as the uh, to, to carry Dodgers games, but there's only one provider in Southern California carrying Dodgers games. It's in their sixth year now of this dispute. You're not getting, though, you don't hear about the, the, the venom from Dodgers fans because LA is just different. You know, I, I, I've only visited there, but from what I understand, there isn't the passion that there is the fervor among sports fans there as there are toward the East, toward, you know, New York, New York, Philadelphia, Chicago, obviously. So you compare that to Cubs fans. If Cubs fans don't get their games, if, if, if let's just, worst case scenario, February comes around, Marquee is launched, but it's nowhere. Unlikely to happen, but it's nowhere. Cubs fans will come out in force and will let their providers know that they're going to want that channel. The Big Ten did that, not to this extent, but they had their own issues, and Big Ten fans came to their defense and got it picked up in places. Um, so that's the biggest real difference between the, the, the Cubs situation in L.A. is uh, the support and the devotion of the fan bases. They're getting 50000 a night in L.A. still, and no one's complaining when they go to Dodger games. But at Wrigley, we have a smaller capacity, a bigger fan base, a more fervent fan base. That could be the difference in some of these negotiations. Has I haven't checked on this. Have the, Has Marquee and Comcast come to an agreement yet? No, no, they have not come into agreement with anyone, and that's and that's fine. You know, it's it's like I said, it's six months away still, and these things do tend to go down to the wire. They have no, as far as I'm aware, no agreements. They are in talks with providers, uh, negotiations for the price, to, uh, what tier it's going to be on. You know, another issue with Dish is they'll carry these Fox Sports networks. They'll be happy to carry them, but they want them on a higher tier. They want them on a tier on a sports tier. Where if you're not a sports fan. You don't have to incur those costs. So they're happy to make the sports fans pay for them, but they don't want to make the people who don't want them pay for them. And I've always appreciated that about Dish. They've always, and as a customer, they've always put the customer first. Now, I'm not the typical Dish customer, I think, because I want the sports. I want all the sports. And I've had to go to a higher tier to get NBC Sports Network. But I'm willing to do that. Most of the customers, it appears, are not. With Sinclair doing what they've done with the RSNs, obviously what they're doing with Stadium, and uh, to give full disclosure, I do some work over at Stadium from time yeah. to time on the morning show over there with with Michael Kim. Are d- does this seem like? Because it seems like to me that they are they are really making a run at being a player when it comes to live sports all the way around the country and digital. Yeah, this is a new. 
you know, we always thought that Fox would be the one. You remember, this was, gosh, maybe 15, 20 years ago, where Fox debuted all their regional networks. Uh, we had Fox Sports Net in Chicago for, for a time. And it, it felt like they were going to make that real push to compete with ESPN, um, with, with, with regional networks across the country, and then their, their mothership that would have their own Fox Sports nightly show in lieu of SportsCenter for them. It never really materialized. And you just had these Fox Sports regional networks, but no ESPN competition. FS1 comes around, then here's your competition. It appears that Sinclair wants to take its shot at the big boy and really compete with them with not just these networks that they're buying from Fox through Disney, but with Stadium. You know, if you think about the power of Stadium, it's not quite there yet, but the reach of Stadium is what any network would want. Not only are you available on, on the Internet, on your phone, you're available on free TV. Yep. You're over the air. Anybody can get that channel. Now, if they could make a, a, a dent as far as making a, a real impact with, with their programming, they could have an outstanding viewership with the reach that they have. And I think Sinclair is sort of, you know, with the power that they have, the number one owner of TV stations in the country, I think they see an opportunity here where prices are down for sports programming, such as these Fox networks are demonstrating, and they see a window here to make a dent. I know that you're coming at this from a very personal point of view, which I think is good, because I think that there are a lot of Cubs fans that are trying to figure out, well, how is this going to work? How is this going to work if I'm someone who's been loyal to to NBC Sports Chicago or if I've been watching games on Channel 9 for forever? Have you already started to work on your workarounds if it doesn't <laughs> – if, 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 if Marquee is not on Dish Network? Oh, man, it's funny you say that. So I'm at, I'm at the dinner table last night uh, with my wife and, and my youngest son, the oldest one without, and, and I brought up the story that I'm writing – and I turned to my wife and I said, next February, we might have a decision to make in this house if there's no marquee on dish. We'll see what happens. But, you know, that's the thing that bothers me the most. Everybody just says, well, if, you don't, if you're not getting what you want, just change providers. Do you know how hard that is to change providers? Not, it, it's hard enough to get a new iPhone. It is 10 times as hard to get a new TV provider. You know, that is a day of service that you're taking out of your work life or personal life. That's going from room to room where you have television in the house to make sure the signal is, is, is strong enough. It is not so simple enough to just change TV providers. So the, the thing that fans need to really understand here is this will take time. If you don't have the game on opening day, first of all, let's just be clear. This is just dish right now. Only dish is a potential issue. Comcast, it's figure at some point will come around. Negotiations are ongoing. There is still a long way to go here. There is no urgency yet. It is not even, not even next winter yet. It's not even close to spring training. These things take time, and it will. It might require some patience from fans. <laughs> Although I'm dying to see what happens on opening day. If there's if there's some kind of glitch somewhere, or there's still a hang up in talks with somebody, um, it's it, it'll be interesting to see the reaction of fans. But the fervor shouldn't really get going until launch day and then we'll see what happens i i there's part of me jeff that i wonder how many people truly understand what's getting ready to happen how you know they they've had cubs games available for them on a bunch of different platforms for a really long time and i think that everyone who's done the games has been great obviously gn uh comcast and now nbc sports chicago i think the abc seven's done a great job with the games that they've had and now there's going to be one place to go 
for yeah. for your games and and I wonder if, if there is a, a contingent of Cubs fans that that don't really grasp um how how much of a paradigm shift this is going to be when it comes to viewing Cubs games. I, I couldn't agree more. You know, there is an older segment of Cubs fans that have been used. To, I mean, no one has had what Cubs fans have had in this in this country among baseball fans. We have had many of your games over the air for free for a long time. And you don't find that anywhere else anymore. What they've had with Channel 9 and Channel 7, uh, before then, the CIU, and even while well, CLTV was, was, is, uh, is cable, free, free baseball programming, you know? And, and what's, what's being lost in this is that WGN is going to be out of the sports business. Yep. Because now the Blackhawks are going to have 70 games on NBC Sports Chicago. The Bulls are going to follow suit. The Cubs are going their own way. The Sox are going to stick around but have all their games there. And here's WGN being like, let's hold in the bag. What, 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 what about us? We, we were the ones who made you what you are. And that's what bothers me, Lawrence, is that WGN played maybe the biggest part in the Cubs becoming what they are. And they're going to have nothing to show for it anymore. And I wrote that um, a, while, a few months ago that, you know, as, as, as much as you want, as much as the Cubs deserve the right to make any dime that they can off I- anything that they do. Absolutely. It's their product. And you saw that they started to move this way with the rooftops and saying, look, you know, yeah. the, we'll, we'll just buy them then. Then we'll buy the rooftops and we'll monetize that. We'll take our product away from people who have been getting it for free. I'm all for them getting it, but you're right. WGN and Cubs baseball has been synonymous with each other. And I, I actually had Dan Roan on the podcast uh, when oh. it first started up and we talked about, what what a a sportsless channel nine looks like and it's it's pretty bleak yeah well and, it's, and it doesn't have to be you know in new york so the yankees have yes the mets have their own network sny and to to appease their viewers a lot of whom don't have cable so they would like 20, 10, games. 20 games on pix is that what it is yes exactly I mean, and it, it's, is it a lot? Is it a lot? No, but it, it's an acknowledgement that, yes, we know we've taken your games and put them here, but here on a Sunday afternoon, here, here, enjoy this. You know, here's something to keep you satisfied. And I just don't see, personally, I think it'd be a great, a great gesture to give WGN 20 Cubs games, 20 Sox games, 10 Hawks games, 10 Bulls games. I'm throwing out numbers off the top of my head. But it seems, it seems fair. You know, it seems just. It seems right. It's not going to happen. That ship has sailed. But I don't, I, I don't necessarily agree with the way they're going about doing it. Maybe, maybe phase them out. Don't just cut them off. They're, they're done for. And it's, it's, to me, disappointing. So, so Marquis, as, as, as it stands right now, Marquis doesn't have any plans to do what, what Yes Network is doing and put some games on locally for free? None. Though they're going to take the 150 games that they'll have the rights to, uh, the ones that will go on Fox or ESPN nationally exclusively, they'll have to give up. Um, but the rest are going to be on Marquis. And that's, uh, that, that's have been, that, that has been the report since the beginning, and there has been no movement on anyone's front. And I think, you know, I always kind of held out hope. But then when I saw the Hawks 
released their broadcast schedule this week, and NBC Sports Chicago saying that 70 games, a record 70 games, are going to be on their channel. Well, I just figured the nuts, that's it. There's going to be nothing for WGN to show except the sports on, on the news at 9. Yeah, I mean, their news product is really strong, but, I mean, it's just – yeah, it's it's definitely a change, man. Jeff, I appreciate you uh, you you breaking this stuff down, and I, I mean, obviously, like I follow you, so I know that you're on top of it. But uh, the times are changing, and to to understand it, we need people who can explain what's going on. So I appreciate you jumping on with me. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.